That's it. Because Kid Fisto is too cool to have his own Star Wars theme. So, yes, it's Jedi of the Week, and we're talking about three. a what? Number three. Oh, Jedi of the Week, number three. Third Jedi in the Week. And we're uh, talking about the greatest Jedi who ever lived, hands down. Nobody, nobody comes close, except maybe Coleman Trevor. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it's about to, about time for a good fisting. <laughs> Get ready for a lot of fisting jokes this episode, oh, guys. Oh man, tentacles and big eyes and yeah, yep, that's it. <laughs> that is Kid Fisto, <laughs> tentacles and big eyes, as long as some, as well as some fisting on the side. Uh, welcome back to the I've Spoken podcast show. This is Wes and Zach. And, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about some Jedi. So, Which I got to say, I was, uh, I was pretty proud of uh, my, my, my Kip Fisto fans out there. Mm. You really put in the work. Uh, we, 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 beat, we had a poll that was between Ahsoka, Cal Kestis, and Kip Fisto, and Kip won by a landslide. So. Yeah, well, this isn't the first election that way, hasn't way to go, way boys! in the past year, so I guess I'm used to it. <sighs> it's uh it's a great feeling. All right, so that brings that brings us to our first question. Why? Why do we love my boy Fisto so much? Starting with you. And if you don't like him, Wes, okay. explain why you could possibly hate the greatest character in all of Star Wars. I don't hate Kit Fisto. Um I understand why Zach loves him so much. It's kind of like my relationship with the holiday special, where it's just like, it's such a meme that it's fun and ridiculous to love, and it just makes it like all the more, that much more fun to just love it. You know, that, that made no sense, but I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Uh, I like Kit Fisto. I think he's pretty cool, especially in the Clone Wars. The Lair of the Grievous episodes are, are pretty cool. Um, and I like how he's just known for like one thing, and that's like his smile. I find I find that kind of funny too. That damn smile. Ugh. Ugh. That's where it all started. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think he's cool. He's he's probably somewhere in my top five for like top five favorite obscure Jedi. Maybe top five or ten. He's probably on the bottom half of five. But man, that hurts. That's all right. It's all right. Is is Coleman Trevor in that top five? He's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Where he belongs. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, but I think Kit Fisto's cool. Uh, that's about it. He's cool. I gave him a, a solid 7 out of 10 on my Jedi meter. So, I... Wes, Wes said it very well. I like Kit Fisto for lots of reasons. And one of the biggest reasons is that he's just... He's so easy to like. Because... <laughs> He looks so freaking retarded. <laughs> and, Especially and, in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, he looks so really bad. retarded there. And uh, you know, he's he's got he's got like any time he shows up in a meme, it's not that the person who made the meme was trying to make the meme funny. 
It was only that he knew the moment he put a character as ex- obscure as Kit Fisto in that meme, it was automatically going to be hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. it just, yeah. it didn't even matter what the meme was going to be about. The fact that Kit was in there was just, and it made, it reminds me, there was that, there was this, um, there's this video on YouTube that me and you watched a while ago. It's like some kind of Disney Star Wars dance-off competition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this part <laughs> where Kit Fisto shows up on stage just complete, completely randomly just walks onto the stage, and the host of the show is like, Kit Fisto, you never show up to these things. <laughs> and we're like, that is that is the perfect way to describe Kit Fisto. He's, he's that guy that's like never there until he's there and when he's there he's just kind of there you know? what's, fu- what's so funny about that is like they had all these main characters like they had vader and padme and leia and luke and han and chewy and then out of nowhere like comes kit fisto for no reason <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing like he is he is that he's that perfect obscure background character that has just enough popularity to show up in like merchandise every once in a while like you'll see him like like uh there's there's like this coloring book for kids that i saw the other day and you're seeing like ray and then there's this other coloring book where it's like ray uh well kylo ren in the first order and then these other comic books and then you see this one where it's got darth vader luke skywalker and kit fisto like it really was just those three on the front cover of this Star Wars coloring book. And I'm just standing there like, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, it's great. It's cool. But, like, really? <laughs> but uh, one of the things I've been pushing, and Wes is probably annoyed every time I bring it up, because anytime we talk about comic books, I say this. No, no. <clears throat> I, I'm with you on this. I actually am. I just, I need some kind of comic book miniseries that focuses on Kit. Like, I don't care what era, like Clone Wars or before that. I'd like to see some some content between one and two. I don't feel like we have enough of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I want some kind of comic book thing. I don't want to see Naked Kit Fisto like in that last Mace Windu comic book You don't want to see that? No. I see it enough as it is on uh, my computer. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> See all them viruses too. <laughs> all them viruses. Coronavirus. The virus. <laughs> it was a virus, mom, and my pants fell down. <laughs> so, what I think, what I think they should do is they should do like a Jedi miniseries kind of thing, where like they do a couple of issues on a specific Jedi, and then they just move to another Jedi character. Yeah, that's what I would rather see. I and I would read the heck out of that. I think oh, I would, yeah. I would read Kit Fisto so we could talk about it. And I would, I probably would genuinely enjoy it, but I would love to see them do like different comics on different. Have like a counselor series where like each issue focuses on a member of the council during the prequel era. It'd honestly be like a couple episodes of of the Clone Wars Mm -hmm. in a comic book because that's what they do in the Clone Wars all the time, and it's great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I think they should do it. So that yeah, I like Kifista for lots of reasons. A lot of it is the fact that. Disney Star Wars does a good job of playing into his obscurity mm. and and like finding like funny and creative ways to promote him. So I find that and that and honestly, like that make as cool as Plo Koon is, like Kit Fisto, like he's just 
there's something about Kit that just is a lot more fun to like. Because Plo Koon's scary looking to yeah, little kids. Yeah. Like Plo Koon is my favorite obscure Jedi kind of thing, and he's scary looking to kids. Like mm-hmm. Kit Fisto looks like a kid's Star Wars character. Yeah. He looks like something that would show up in the 2003 Clone Wars show and would sell a bunch of action figures to like three-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I'm not hating on your on your character here, but he's well, just Well, no, a lot I more, completely agree. He just looks fun. More fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. And it's fun, and it's funny because like when I think of Plo Koon, I almost immediately think of Kit Fisto. Like to me, I feel like they're kind of like this dynamic duo. They're on the same duo. tier. Yeah. Like they're like I place Plo Koon and Kit Fisto as a duo, you know, the same way that I kind of picture Mace Windu and Obi-Wan when they work together, mm. you know, like that dynamic feels like, cause you see that a lot in legends, comic books, and you kind of see glimpses of that in the clone wars with these flashbacks and whatever. Um, and when I think of Ob- obscure Jedi, those are the first two Jedi that I think of Me too. every time. Yeah. So yeah, they're just obscure Jedi is one of my favorite things. I love seeing them. I love seeing how creative they get with the aliens and the clothes that they wear and, and Kit Fisto's up there as my favorite obscure Star Wars character. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that brings us to favorite iteration. So we have the 2D 2003 Clone Wars cartoon mm-hmm. where he leads, <coughs> leads the front on Mon Calamari. He's got his awesome shirtless Jedi outfit and... It's and awesome because it's shirtless, by the way. That's <laughs> yes. what Zach's trying to say. <laughs> yes, big old green man boobies. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't deny the sexiness of it. I mean, kind of hot, kinda but kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> hot. And then you've got uh, you got Attack of the Clones kid, where he just kind of looks like a beat up rotten tomato. Um, and then you've got Revenge of the Sith, where he his his uh, makeup and prosthetics is a lot. Is a lot uh, more detailed. And then you've got Clone Wars, where he's kind of just the greatest thing to ever touch the eyes of humanity. Okay. So that was my answer, by the way. Uh, yeah. You're <laughs> supposed to pick which one you like the most? Yeah, yeah. Which one do you like the most? Okay. Uh, Attack of the Clones is definitely my least favorite because he, he does just kind of look like a green tomato that's – Someone maybe stepped on. I don't punched I don't know. a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't look right. It just looks wrong for some yeah. reason. Um, and then my second favorite or my third favorite is probably uh, mm, it's got to be 2003 Clone Wars. I think I don't like the way his tentacles look. They look fat. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of that. But I do think I really do love that series though. And then my third or my second favorite. Jeez, I can't count. Um, is the Revenge of the Sith one. A lot of people really hate on that. For some I, I don't understand I, it. I really like it. It looks a lot more realistic mm-hmm. than Attack of the Clones. I don't know. Like His facial features are a little bit more defined, and they yeah. just look sharper. Yeah. I think it looks a lot better. And then my number one favorite is uh, 3D Clone Wars. I think yeah. that's the... I love his gauntlets where you have uh, like the deep green, but then you also have like the lemon yellow symbolism on it. And... The, the, the best costume design in all of Star Wars is Jedi robes with clone gauntlets. It, yeah. is, it is the coolest yeah. thing. It, it just looks, looks awesome. so freaking good. Ugh. And I love how 
unlike most Jedi characters, Kit has like the finger-free gloves, so you mm-hmm. get to see his you know green alien fingers through the black armor gloves, and it just looks awesome. Yeah, I love it. And my favorite, ep- one of my favorite episodes, is the Lair of Grievous, and you see him wield those two lightsabers, just like ah, so great, so good. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, what one of there's a meme that's been going around for so long. Like I see it in my feed all the time. It's the one where it shows a side by side of the Attack of the Clones kit and the Revenge of the Sith kit, mm. and it shows a picture of the Godfather, and he's like, "Look at what they've done yeah, to my boy." I don't, I don't get it. Because... And I'm like, you know, it, here's the thing: like, from a from a film production standpoint, you have oftentimes you have three levels of makeup prosthetics. They do this a lot in The Walking Dead for budgetary reasons. So you have what's called um, the uh, uh, well, now I'm blanking. Anyway, so you have three. You have three levels. One is like the he's basically the background of the background characters. Like you're gonna see him way off in the distance, no detail whatsoever. They might put eyeshadow on his face and then slap him onto the set. And then you've got like the background extras where they've got makeup, maybe even prosthetics, and you'll see them on screen several times but they'll never get that close up and then you have like the almost like they're one step behind supportive cast where they'll get pretty decent screen time lots of close-ups you'll see you'll see a lot more detail and a lot a lot better makeup and so i feel like that's kind of what happened with attack of the clones and revenge of the sith where kit was was kind of the the background actor where, yeah, we were going to give him some makeup, but we weren't going to really try too hard. And then I guarantee you what happened was George Lucas sees him like, oh, well, you know, that uh, that looks really good. Well, uh, we'll give him a couple of shots. And, you know, you see Kit Fisto like 20 times in that movie. You see him a lot in Attack of the Clones. A lot, he gets a lot more screen time compared to Revenge of the Sith. Whereas, you know, in Which Re- is weird, I think, because yeah. Kit's like, he, has a, he plays a way bigger role in Revenge yeah. of the Sith. So I don't... I don't know. Yeah. And, and and what's yeah, and and honestly like there's a there's a scene that was in the scripts for Revenge of the Sith but was never shot and it was a scene where it was a, it was actually a scene between Stacey Teen and Kit Fisto before they fight Sidious. Hmm. And basically Kit pulls Master Teen aside and he's like, "Dude, this this is not a good idea. We can't do this. And you know, like, what we should wait for Obi Wan to come back from Utapau. We should wait for Master Yoda to come back from Kashyyyk. You know, when we have the whole council with us before we confront the Chancellor. Like, if this is true, if he is the Sith, like, we're not we're not going to be sufficient enough to take this guy down. And Master Team was basically told him like, we'll suffice. We're good enough. We can totally take him. And then that should have been in there. I didn't even know yeah. that was a thing. Yeah, like that would have if, been awesome. if you read the the Revenge of the Sith novel, there's a whole section where it, instead of actually being in novel form, it's actually a script that you read of like the original hmm. Revenge of the Sith script, and it takes you through that scene between Teen and Fisto, where Fisto's like, "Bro, we're we're not gonna make we're not gonna make it." And then Master Teen, you know, being the arrogant counselor and you know the arrogant jedi prequel era jedi that he is is like nah when we'll suffice we can totally do this yeah. and uh so i have a question for that then 
do you think that his voice would have sounded anything like it does in the Clone Wars? Because that would have technically been so. Kit's like first and only line. If he would have spoken, his I, his voice would have been different in Clone Wars. I think so. No, but I mean, like, do you think that would have sounded like the one in Clone Wars? Or do you think they would have gone with something totally different? It would have been something totally different. Because you have to think, like, the Clone Wars came out after Revenge of the Sith. So whoever was whoever was going to voice act for Fisto in the show would have had to do it based off of how it sounded in live action. No, you're not getting what I'm saying. I'm saying that do you think it would have sounded kind of like that black surfer dude kind of voice? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I'm, I'm not saying that they would have based it off of that because I know it's not out yet. What do you think it would have sounded like? I think it would have sounded like the, the actor under the makeup, Zachary Jensen. What does he sound like? He's a surfer dude. He looks like a surfer dude, so I guarantee he probably sounds like this, bro. Dude, bro, we're not going to be enough to take out that Sith, bro. <laughs> Which totally works for me, honestly. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> <That's been> ridiculous. <laughs> it works, though. Like, he totally looks like he'd have some kind of surfer dude voice. And splash that. He's going to spin Whoa. around 360 and four screen. La la. <laughs> I mean, you look at you look at Zat, the the Nautilus youngling with the, oh, the yeah. other paddling. We we need to stop relying on technology, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Use the force. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. I I don't think it would have sounded like what we got in the Clone Wars, but I also think his voice in the Clone Wars works well because it's the it's the it's the same guy who who was the. Uh, he was the voice of the the Seven Up guy for the old Seven Up commercials, which to me is like okay. If there's any kind of soda that Kit Fisto would ever drink, it's definitely Seven it's Up. It's definitely Seven Up. Yeah. Like Seven Up is the <laughs> Kit Fisto of soda. <laughs> it really I'm surprised is. Surprised you don't drink it more often. Because <laughs> if I'm gonna drink something that's like lemon lime flavor, I'm gonna drink Sprite, bro. Oh wow! Just betraying them like that. Well, I mean, I don't really know if there's a Sprite in Star Wars. If Seven Up is Kit Fisto, what's Sprite in, in Star Wars? Hmm. Sprite's your Yoda, because <gasps> he's a more main oh, he's a more no. main character. And like Seven Up is kind of like your background. He's a wee character. little Sprite. Yeah, Sprite's your Yoda. Hopping around, f- false advertising, saying it's lemon flavored when it's really just Lime? the same old thing. <laughs> We saw that the other day. It's like this whole yeah, new flavor okay. of Sprite. Let me, let me trash on Sprite real quick. Your lemonade Sprite flavor, it sucks. It's literally the same thing. I was thinking it was going to have, you know, maybe like that kind of sweet, like mm-hmm. tart lemonade flavor. Lemon it's drop. Not. I was expecting yeah. lemon drop. Yeah, like the bang flavor. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't taste like it. It just tastes like regular Sprite, and it was such a disappointment. I wasted two ninety nine on something... I could have paid two ninety nine four. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That's why Kip Fisto's not Sprite. Nope. 7-Up uh, knows, knows what they are. They're straightforward. They get the job done. There you go. <laughs> All right. Favorite Kip Fisto moment? Uh, layer of Grievous. That's obvious. Either that or the force push and smile. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to break out in the song here. <sighs> yeah. I re- it might be Lair Grievous, too, just because it was like, like, that's the most screen time. 
that's the most Kip Fisto we've ever gotten in in like on screen. As a I mean, I guess you could say the 2D one, but he never really talked in that. But uh, I also feel like that really, like that Clone Wars episode really kind of defined who Kit Fisto as as a as a personality. Like we've seen him like smile and stuff before, which kind of alludes to the fact that he's a bit more light. But with that, with Lair of Grievous, what we got to see was, yeah, he's he's kind of got this lighthearted personality, but he's also very collected, and he's like. Very, he's got really good instincts too, because you're watching him with his with his former Padawan Nadar, and the entire time like he's giving him like all this advice, and you notice like Kit makes it all the way through, and even just I mean he beats Grievous, yeah. Whereas Nadar's acting off of military tactics, like he's not at that point like it was almost like you were seeing the contrast between military strategy and Jedi strategy, you know, because that was what Nadar was doing compared to Kit Fisto. And, and you see Kit Fisto last the entire way. He's trusting in the Force the entire time, and he almost takes out Grievous. And then at the same time, even while losing someone that he trained throughout that, throughout Nadar's life, like, he, like that's, that's like, you know, a relationship right there. He loses Nadar, and he has this moment where he, like, like feels that pain and that grief, but then he's able to temporarily put it aside and focus on the mission, which I thought was really cool. So it was, it, it's a great episode because we actually got to see who Kifisto really is. And uh, yeah, that might, that's probably my favorite moment too. Mm -hmm. So I like it a lot. I like Nadar too. Like I kind of wish he didn't die. I mean, I like him in the sense that he's like the guy that's wrong. You know, it's not like I... Mm -hmm. like him more than Kit or anything like that but I would have liked to have seen more of him if he survived so cause that yeah that'd be a cool like that would be a great story for uh, like a comic book if it took place between yeah. one and two like seeing how they got along seeing those early signs of Nadar's behavior taking place where he's kind of overconfident and relying on like actual physical confrontation as opposed to trusting in the force so that would be cool to see Okay, so here's here's my next thought because a lot here's here's something that a lot of people don't know is when Attack of the Clones was first in the writing process, uh, George Lucas initially um, had the idea of Kit Fisto being the main antagonist of Attack of the Clones instead of Count Dooku. Now, what that means is likely Kit Fisto would have been the same character as Count Dooku like they probably would have had similar roles they probably would have acted similarly um, not much would have changed except for appearance but we're gonna play around in the sandbox for a little bit and just imagine if they followed through with that and assuming that Kip Fisto's personality stayed the same like he was still the light light-hearted uh, calm collected uh, force trusting smiling sith <gasps> how would how would the prequels have played out like how weird would it have been to see kip fisto in count dooku's place you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of the dialed down jarth or uh, darth jar jar 
theory. Because Jar Jar is kind of like your yeah. lighthearted, you know, he's, he's the heart and soul of the... He's the heart you know, and soul of the... He's the key to all of this. He's the key to all of it. <laughs> it's like poetry. It runs. I feel like... We, uh, we, we might have screwed up. <laughs> yeah, we might have gone too far. We might have gone places. too far a couple places. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like it would have been something along those lines. I don't know. Hmm. You think he would have been funnier? I don't know. Count Dooku makes some funny faces. <laughs> Count Dooku is pretty Bro, funny. Imagine Count Dooku faces, but Kit Fisto. Oh, man. That signature look of superiority. <laughs> oh, man. Boy, it had you creaming. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been really interesting. Yeah. Every time you bring that up, I just picture Kit Fisto's head on Count Dooku's body, yeah. which is strange. I don't know if they would have gone with that kind of feel, though. Like, do you think they would have gone with, like, that spoiled rich boy, nice cape, fancy clothes, curved lightsaber hilt? Well... Do you think they would have changed it up? Well, the whole reason Kit Fisto didn't uh, make the cut as the antagonist of Attack of the Clones was because, uh, first of all, George liked the character too much as a as a good guy like he saw the concept art and he was like oh yeah well uh this this guy looks pretty cool uh give him a, a green lightsaber and uh and at that point he was a jedi like he just didn't like the idea of him being a sith um if he did end up being a sith i feel like he wouldn't have looked too much like like dooku he would have had his own look because i think the whole look behind dooku serves the the count persona you know he's the he's the proper no. clean cut old man with the nice cape and you know the, like everything about him is very um, illustrious like he, he's got the you know the beautifully designed lightsaber hilt and, and all that stuff I feel like Kit's I mean Kit would have obviously had like darker clothes maybe something more flowy more mollish maybe maybe something a little more mollish even which even then like if if kit made it even further into the conceptualizing of him being a sith it would like i just don't see that it would have looked weird yeah because like like we talked about earlier he's that kind of like kid friendly look yeah and then you make him the villain um, on top of that like you're completely you're kind of repeating what happened in the first one mm. you've got an alien with like that i you know, two Jedi, two flowing, you know, like he's got this flowing, darker fighting aspect, like it's too mall. So I kind of feel like from the very beginning, Kit Fisto was meant to be that Jedi character, but it is interesting to imagine, like... I think they could have pulled off the, a more menacing look if they went with the way that he looks in episode three and dialed up those features a bit. Because hmm. he's got the sharp teeth in... Uh, He's got those red and dark green spots all over his right. Yeah, if you if you kind of dial that in, like maybe make his eyes. I mean, they're already a pretty big focus. Mm -hmm. But if if he had some yellow in there, mm -hmm. you know, and then the sharp teeth and like if his eyes looked like black holes or something. Yeah, like that would look. I feel like that could get scary. Yeah, and I, and I feel like that could be that could be something real cool. You should totally draw that, by the way. That would be that would be a cool. You should totally cool design draw. that. I don't even know if I'd give him a lightsaber. Like, I kind of like the idea of him being this very warlock, witch-looking being. 
that almost kind of mirrors Sidious in the sense that like he survived without a lightsaber throughout most of the franchise. So like he'd be that, you know, imagine like Obi-Wan and Anakin moving in to take this guy out and he's in this big room and he's got this electricity powers and you know, he's, you know, fighting him and all this, that and the other and you know I almost see that as, like that could be a very haunting looking character. But again, like that was Maul. Maul yeah. was supposed to be that super aggressive, angry, scary. He was supposed to represent pure Sith uh, in the Phantom Menace because each each uh, bad guy in the prequels is meant to represent an aspect of Anakin Skywalker. Uh, Maul represents uh, Sith and just pure aggression. Uh, Count Dooku represents a fallen Jedi. Uh, Grievous is the uh, more machine than man. So when you combine all those elements, you have Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah. And Kit Fisto, he would have had to have represented the fallen Jedi. Which is weird. Yeah. That's weird to think about. I don't know yeah. why. It just doesn't. It just doesn't fit. It. Yeah. Good call, George. Yeah. You may. You may. You. you you made a good call. I want to see some a drawing of that, though, Zach. I want you to do that. Fine. I will. You better. It's okay. I look forward to it. <laughs> All right. So here's a, here's a question that I'm kind of excited to talk about. How different would the Clone Wars and the prequels have played out if Kit Fisto actually killed Grievous? Well, Shock T would have had one less death. <laughs> <laughs> um, that. Which changes a lot of things. Not really. She's died five times. They would have found another way. Yeah. Trips and breaks her neck. <laughs> Ted Binicky style. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I mean, the whole first act of Revenge of the Sith would be gone. We probably wouldn't have gotten a hello there. Ugh. Which is terrible to think no. about. No. I don't know. Because if 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 Grievous was killed, they would have lost their you know, their main droid leader, general. their their general. Which would have temporarily put Dooku as kind of the head of it all, and he would have he would have found somebody to replace Grievous. The question is like how well would that person have led? So Asajj Ventress was still hmm. the apprentice at the time, right? Yeah. So she likely would have been given the mantle, and I don't think she would have been good at it. I think she's better than Grievous because she's a better fighter. But she's no, but I think I th she's smarter than Grievous. Grievous is not a good tactician at all. She's pretty selfish, though. Like if I mean, you she, watch all the she episodes is. she's in, she's so like is Grievous. Yeah, but at the same time, like. Grievous uses his tools. Like, he has resources and he uses them. As opposed to Ventress, who's like, I can do it on my own. That's a good point. I d but I do think that Ventress is smarter than Grievous. Probably. Especially when it comes to battle tactics. Because Grievous is just kind of like, he's very Kylo Ren. Just run in there and just run him over because we're more, we're just overpower him. You know, like, instead of like your Thrawn, I'm not comparing Ventress to Thrawn, but mm -hmm. Thrawn is like very, he, you know, takes out a whole rebel fleet with one Star Destroyer. So, 
When has Ventress done that, though? I'm not, but I'm saying, like, you have the two opposite ends of the spectrum, and mm -hmm. I feel like Ventress is a lot closer to that Thrawn than to Grievous. Mm. Like, that stupid tactician, like, just run in there and just ram him, you know? So mm -hmm. I feel like she would have been a smarter leader, but I don't... I don't know. The selfish thing's a good point. I really think her arrogance would have hurt the mm. CIS even more. And and as she grew more powerful, like once she has that rank, she's only gonna grow more powerful, which would have been a problem for Sidious. Right. So she would have been gone regardless of what rank she has. Like, if anything, she probably would have actually died. Like, imagine she's in the the like the the bridge of her ship and every battle droid on that ship is gunning her down at Dooku's command. Oh, yeah. You know? She wouldn't have been in that fighter at that time of that episode when she was right. betrayed. She would have been at the helm leading the pack. She probably would have died right there and then, which means she wouldn't have been affiliated with those bounty hunters. She wouldn't have helped Ahsoka when she was framed. Uh... Quinlan Voss wouldn't have had no booty. Oh, oh man, no! no. Oh. Talk about a tragedy. No. <laughs> uh, Ventra, um, um, I saw uh, Savage Press. Uh, oh yeah. Would have stuck with Dooku. Probably would never have interacted with Maul. Uh, well, maybe that's up for debate. I think Dooku would have had a tighter hand around. Savage. Um, Maul probably would have ended up staying on Dothamir the rest of his life. Uh, so Satine would still be alive. Mandalore probably would have been better off. Been better off. Wow, uh, that changes a lot. And then the sequel trilogy gets erased. <gasps> Yay! Kit. You were almost a hero. Why didn't you do it? <laughs> Why didn't you? <laughs> we're on the verge of greatness. We were this close. <laughs> so that's a uh, that's an interesting thought. What's funny is like it affects so much, but you can literally say that about anything in Star Wars. Yeah. Because like everything is just like so well built. Well, hey, why do you, why do you gotta steal Kit's thunder? I'm not stealing his thunder. Jerk. Whoa, whoa! Let's keep this civil. So uncivilized. I'm gonna drink my water. Okay. You just spilled him out of your mouth. That is true, though. That is that. Activate ray shields. Two Jedi laying in the main hangar bay. We're tracking them. Megatize, megatize. <laughs> No, you have a good point, though. Like, Star Wars is just so well-written, and it's not focused on one character. Like, mm -hmm. the story doesn't... The story isn't supported by one character. It's shared by everyone, which is how stories should be, because everybody is affected by everything. Mm -hmm. So that just adds to the beauty of the prequels. That adds to the beauty of Star Wars, and it takes even more beauty away from the sequels, because... They suck. So no Kit Fisto. No Kit Fisto. Nope. No Fiston. No Fiston. Even if 
Ray begged me to. Nope. I would say, nope. Not until you give me the good old green tentacle. Oh, God. (laughs) 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 All right, well, that's all I've got for today. (laughs) This was a fun one. Hey, next week we better, if there's no news, y'all better pull out a better better vote for Ahsoka, all right? She got one vote out of eight. Hey, well, you know what? Uh, sometimes it's uh, it's uh, green tentacles and big eyes that are uh, a little cuter than uh, big tits than uh, orange, orange uh, skin and uh, <laughs> women. I don't know. <laughs> You're wrong, by the way. Oh well, I enjoyed this week while it lasted, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've spoken. I don't know about you. I've spoken. Well, if we've spoken, then that's it. That's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're calling it. We'll see you next week. May the force be with you. <laughs>